0: All right, a real poem now. Right. Be serious for a moment. I know Sunday mornings can feel tribal. Everyone dances you into a fiery circle and sing familiar melodies like "Why, why are you not married yet? Yet? When they speak of their beautiful family sometimes it will feel like they are conjuring a ghost of the future you may never know. And when Sunday brunch is over, everyone catches a connection to home, but single, single feels, feels like, like layovers, layovers or delayed flights. You fall asleep in the airport waiting for God to send some hope over the intercom. Yeah. Yeah. Rewind about five years. I had never been out of the country before. Didn't even own a passport. I was living in Houston at the time. And on a Sunday morning after church, in a casual conversation with my pastor, I asked him, hey, what you got going on this week? Anything coming up? Yeah, man, I'm I'm about to head to Armenia next week. I had never even heard of Armenia, let alone know where it was on a map. Just being honest, forgive my ignorance. I asked what was happening out there, and he went into short detail about doing some stuff with some local house church leaders i said hey, man that sounds dope He said, yeah you want to go absolutely i do fast forward less than two weeks later i'm sitting on a plane on a rainy tarmac in houston getting ready to fly to armenia we would stop in atlanta lay over in paris before arriving in yerevan the country's capital But that heavy rain would delay our departure by an hour, and we only had an hour and a half layover in Hartsfield Atlanta International Airport. We land in Atlanta, push our way through to the front of the crowded plane like we were desperate for a miracle. We sprint through literally the busiest airport in the world, our overstuffed backpacks bouncing with every step. We arrive at our gate five minutes before the flight departs, but... As some of you may know, gates must close 10 minutes prior. Another flight to our destination wasn't leaving for another 24 hours. So we pleaded with the unrelenting gate agent while pointing to the plane that was still sitting right outside the window. We saw it. We explained how it wasn't our fault. We thought our heavy breathing and sweaty faces would draw sympathy. Just respect my effort. We were so close to a runway out, but still thousands of miles away. And that, my friends, is what it feels like when you're in your late 20s, 30s or 40s while dating and trying to get married. bunch of delayed and missed flights rushing to get to that glorious runway. Some of you may call it a wedding aisle, only to be told the gate is closed. Maybe you're too late. What's going on, family? My name is Joseph Solomon. I'm a singer, songwriter, poet, spoken word artist, YouTuber, lifelong student, ever doubtful Christian, frequent flyer. Welcome to the second flight of the Flights of Feelings podcast season one, where we thoughtfully and vulnerably travel through faith, relationships, sexuality, science, health, and culture via storytelling, poetry, and conversation. So even though this podcast has flights in the title, you should know it's technically not a travel show. However, in each episode, I will share travel stories and even travel tips. And the travel tips are not always crazy extraordinary. They're just little things I've learned along the way to make my adventures more convenient, affordable and enjoyable. So today's flight tip is this. You got 24 hours to cancel your flight and receive a full refund with no penalty. On any airline. Don't let them make it seem like it's a special thing they have. By U.S. federal law, airline companies are required to allow you to cancel your flight reservation and receive a full refund. Every single airline. You don't have to go through a travel agency website for this perk. So this is great if you're like 75% sure you're taking this flight. You want to grab a ticket, but something might change in the next day. I've literally bought two tickets to the same city but maybe different departure times just to make sure I had my ticket and then I could cancel the other one based on whatever new information came in. But I've also learned that some airline reps on the phone can be nice and just waive a change fee even if it's after the 24-hour period, especially if you have status with that airline as I spoke about in the last episode. This really just depends on who you get on the phone though. Sometimes I'll call give my sob story, and then realize this person ain't budging. So I'll just say, okay, I'll hang up and call back for someone else. First call, I got Brian. Brian wasn't having it. Next call, I got Yolanda. Yolanda changed my flight without even mentioning the change fee. So just got to have a little perseverance, a little persistence. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is today's flight tip. Today, we're talking about one of the cringiest things for me to talk about. Singleness and age. Blah, 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 blah. The average age of people getting married for the first time in the U.S. is slowly creeping up. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, in 2010, the average age for a man to get married for the first time was around 27, 28. In 2019, it's closer to 30. In 2010, for the average woman getting married for the first time, it was around 25 years old. And now it's closer to 28. And that can be tricky for those of us who grew up seeing the average age of marriage being a bit younger and then taking that same standard and applying it to ourselves in the 21st century. And it can be even more discouraging when you hear those numbers of Average age, and you think, well, shoot, I'm definitely past that average today. And of course, when we compare ourselves to averages and cultural norms, you can start to feel abnormal. What the heck am I doing with myself? What am I doing wrong? Are my standards too high? Have they been too low? Am I overthinking this thing? Should I be thinking about it more? Did I pass up on someone good? When or if I get married, is biology going to be my new enemy? As a single man with no kids who has crossed over that average marrying age of 30, I personally have wrestled with a lot of those questions, and I'm sure many others have as well. In general, the question under all of that could be, did I wait too late to get married? So today I bring on a good friend of mine, Ezekiel Azanwu. He's a spoken word artist slash poet like myself and author and businessman and a bunch of other amazing things. But he's also my age in the opposite pool when it comes to this whole marriage thing. He got married young and he's got five kids. And like I said, he's a good friend of mine. We're really close. So we have a pretty candid conversation about this A little pushback here and there, personal stories and whatnot. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed.
1: Man, you know, I think, man, personality has a lot to do with it. I think the personality that that I had lended towards me being afraid to dabble with a lot of other women because I had rejection issues. So I got married. uh, I love my wife, and I believe that God was calling me towards marriage at a young age, and I did not know why. So 22 years old, it happened. And I guess sometimes, I guess when I, in the first year of marriage, I would wonder, why did I get married so early? I had to ask like myself. the new Tyler Perry movie. Why yeah, did I get married? married. Yeah, Three. so early. Yeah. It wasn't until later on uh, I was able to realize, oh, there was purpose in this. There's a reason why I specifically got married that early, and I didn't even know the reason until later on. What was that reason? That reason was just, man— I feel like I needed to have my wife specifically in the seasons that God would bring me into um, from uh, the traumas that I would uh, face, uh, some of the conflicts I would face with me and my parents, some of the accomplishments that I would have, even just thrown into the spotlight of being this poet that is known um, in the Christian circles all around and doing all this traveling. I needed a base. I needed a foundation that I could come back to. I need that anchor. And so I'm grateful. If I did not have a wife, and I was doing all that I did, and I was achieving all that I did. I think it would be tougher for me to begin that search uh, while I had all those things because they serve as distractions. I think.
0: Search for a wife. wife. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, you say. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. So with with all
1: that stuff, it's just like okay, I got a lot of what I I, I need, and so marriage, like I don't need a woman to you know achieve more. Achieve more in my my eyes because I've achieved so much without one. Um, So and and then then the options the options are there. So it's just like okay, I could you know and you never know who wants you for you or who wants you for what they see.
0: Why I feel like you're trying to call me out, (laughs) Loki?
1: Nah, to be honest, to be honest, look, let it be, let it be. But that's that's the truth for me. So so speak your truth, brother. Speak your truth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I think like, but I think so. It's not it's not even just about. Um, me being, you know, this quote-unquote popular person who has a lot of things that are coming around for you, you know, as far as achieving things individually as a popular whatever, right? It, I think a lot of us still run into that same problem no matter what you're in. What happens is when you get older, as the more you go through life, you set up, one, you learn yourself more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you just, you just learn, you learn you more. Like you were kind of figuring those things out in, in high school and early twenties and you were getting hints of who you were and, but you were still trying to try some other things out. And then eventually, not to say that nobody grows or that nobody's changing as they get older, everyone's growing and still changing and, and evolving, but you get, you kind of hone in on who this is me. This is who I am. This is my likes and dislikes. This is what triggers me. This is what doesn't trigger me. This these are my aspirations. Your aspirations get much more specific. And so in that, no matter what you know stage you are as far as whether being known or unknown, the, the reality is you are becoming much more choosy <laughs> as you get older. You get less choosy in some ways, like some stuff that you you're like, oh, that actually wasn't a big deal at all. And so you feel like, oh yeah, I'm becoming more open. But on the flip side, you're actually becoming less and less open because now it's like, you know, at 22, you weren't thinking about what they credit score like, though, because that <laughs> might mess up some – how much debt they get. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. like, man, as long as they love Jesus, but then like, but what? When they say that, what do they what mean? They mean? Yeah. What does it mean to That's do that? And so a lot, you get a lot more specifics as you as you get older
1: You don't feel like the bad guy sometimes Like I feel like uh, guys like you Who nice looking guys Who are in their early 30s Late 30s 40s or whatever Who have some notoriety Not being married uh, People look at people like you As wearing something like that As a badge of honor Like you can't get me Ha ha
0: Oh no I don't Oh gosh (laughs) Why'd you add that last part up there (laughs) The little Nelson ha ha Yeah No by no means do I No what No (laughs) No. No. Uh-uh. No. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's this unfairness because, you know, in this culture or w- within our communities or uh minorities, just black communities, uh a lot of black women see black men as just this especially good black men with things going on for themselves. They look at the, them as this obscure, intangible player Oh, materialistic you know macho um like they're they're using that um and they're they're using that as a barricade to keep us away and they they filter some through when they when they get feel like they have time to so you don't feel like there's this kind of this unfairness that you have some kind of privilege uh being who you are
0: no i think the you know the again what i was talking about as far as like you get more specific and choosy. And again, not choosy in the sense of like, I think that can come with a bad connotation, but you just think through a lot more things, necessarily and unnecessarily. Like some of the things that you think through now is like, well, how does, you know, at 22, you talk about how does that person get involved in my life is much different when you're older. And then we also have much more, you've established a lot more relationships across the board, friendships and stuff. All my, all, a lot of my friends are married now. And so mm. it's like, how do they, I think through that. Like I think through like, man, how, how would that look like with Ezekiel and his family and Jackie and Preston and their family and Jeanette and their family, Chris, that all the poets. Mm. Like I, I, I envision that mm. and you have to envision being a, a traveler. Like, what does that look like to be in my career with someone? So these are things that i just wasn't thinking through 5 or 6 years ago mm. and so again you lose some of the other stuff that's like oh that actually wasn't all that big of a deal you know i was just i was young and i thought that this was the ideal woman and that really just was more of a um yeah surface level preference but yeah. these other things can still be considered a surface level preference got to work all those things out but it's still something that's riding in the back of your brain like mm. how do they translate I go to South Africa a lot. So I'm like, how yeah. does that look like to go to South Africa? You know, like you just think through all that stuff. And so it just becomes, I think, a bit more paralyzed. But I think that's what a lot of, people, again, what a lot of people are thinking through. Because whether you're male or female, as you grow and you get more specific in what you want, especially if you've gone through other relationships, mm. You're like, you learn, okay, well, I realize I don't want that in a relationship, so now is it not only your general preferences, it's also like past hurt or past good, like okay, I learned that, I thought this would be good for me in a relationship, this type of person, and then I realize, oh no, 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 I can't be with that, and you can you keep taking that, whether no matter how long that relationship was or talking phase, whatever, maybe, you take that and say okay that's that's not gonna work
1: yeah, and so so, so this this learning of yourself and um I think people always say behind every good man or every successful man is a good woman standing behind them. Or this essence of if, if I'm going to be who I need to be, if I'm going to be successful, if I'm going to be walking in this purpose, then I'm going to need this wife. Do you think that it's impossible? Like, can you really know yourself until you're married? Like truly there are things that I didn't know my, of myself and things that I know that I needed, things that I know I lacked in until I got married. So I personally believe there is like this element of deeper understanding of even who you are in relationships, specifically the marital relationship exposes a side of of who you are and and even God. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not trying to say that the single is at a disadvantage, um, but I, I will say that there is a side of yourself that you may never know unless you're married. And there may be a side of God that you may never see. And that may not be a problem. I'm going to just take you back to Genesis. Genesis, um, God created man. And, uh, in chapter 2, verse 15, he, he put man in a garden. And in verse 18, he said, It's not good for man to be alone. Between verse 15 and verse 18, what happened? Like, what did God see? What did God observe? But I realized that in verse 18, he put Adam in the the garden. He said, okay, I'm about to put you to work, and I'm about to cause you to take care of it. So God already called Adam to purpose, and he gave him something to do. But then still he's saying it's not good for man to be alone. I believe that just in a general sense, I don't believe it's good for men to exist without relationship, period. So, of Mm -hmm. course, we need relationship. But I also feel like there is a goodness in this um, I think for, for on, on God's eye, God wants to observe Some goodness And for Adam He wanted to see him Enjoy some goodness That he was not Going to be able To experience Apart from This relationship And so Do you believe That it's possible To truly You I'm asking
0: You specifically Man, first I'm, You Guessed on my you know, Podcast No you
1: <laughs> Can you Do you If I was to say Bro No marriage uh uh-uh. uh. Do you
0: think you can truly be fulfilled? So I agree with you. To, <laughs> <laughs> I no I, I I I agree with you. I see it. I in general I think that, like you said, there is something the way that God has created us. If you want to know yourself, you cannot know yourself without knowing others. Mm-hmm. Like the more you isolate yourself, you actually. You actually isolate yourself from yourself. Mm -hmm. There's things about you you can't realize. There's triggers that you have that you didn't know that you had. There's things about you that you realize about your past that you wouldn't even realize unless you interacted with another person and they bounce that information back to you. And so, I get it, which is one of the reasons why. Like, it's part of the reason I've said that. Like, I've chosen not to live alone for like the past like seven years. Mm. Um partially because I felt like one, it was, I, it just felt wise financially in some ways. But, but another part of that, I did feel convicted. I did a video about this. I did feel convicted in a certain sense to be like, man, I just think it's, I think it's not good for man to be alone in this sense. Like, I feel like I'll get more and more into my own selfishness. And I've had to be challenged in a lot of ways with living with other people With things I can kind of Kick my feet up I like the temperature of this I like You know The kitchen to be set up This way And I I got everything Set up the way That I want it to be Mm -hmm. And And there's no one To sort of like Push back against me Not just in those Surface things But even just my normal Everyday habits That may be good Or may not be good I have someone there To push back So I I, It's been It's been good Mm -hmm. For me In that sense And so but as far as the marriage relationship, I can see how you, even more so you learn more you're confronted. I hear marriage married people say that all the time. More and more you confront it with yourself mm. as much as if not more than you are confronted with the other person. Mm. A lot of times you feel like you're, you know, you're confronting the other person, but really you're also realizing like, "Man, that is something within me that needs to be confronted that would have never been confronted." Had you not But then there's also things about me I'm on tour with a bunch of other people And I get confronted all the time So you say Okay so As long as you're in
1: some community You can enjoy the, the the richness Of who God is trying to show you That you are And could be
0: I think so I yeah. think that the deeper you And I think that's why you Yeah you can And I, I want to offer that As people who Who may be Who have never been married They may be older than what they just Thought they would be When they got married And you know, you feel like you can't walk out God's purpose. So I'm trying to find that middle ground of saying, Yes, marriage is a good thing to pursue and desire. And I get it. And I I I I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I also know that there's a lot of great fulfillment of relationships. And I, I get it. The marriage relationship is just unique. It's just I, different. I'm gonna f I'm gonna fight against you
1: because I do I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm going to jump on, on the side of the women for a little bit who, you know, they get frustrated because they're like, OK, God created people biologically to, for things to happen. Puberty happens at a particular time for women. Menstruation happens and then it stops at a particular time, meaning there is a window for being able to give birth. And so do you think as a culture, because of the things that we've got relaxed about or the things that we become more passionate about, that we have now dismissed the biological framework that God has placed us in. And now we've created our own, which is putting us in these weird positions. Now we're 42, having our first child. And I think you brought up something when we we're talking a little bit later now. I'm trying to raise a 10-year-old, and my, my father is now 75 as well. And now I got to take care of him. like that doesn't it doesn't seem like that was the way that it was established are we kicking against the pricks of our own biology
0: yes <laughs> Um, I'll answer. I thought that'd be a great point to add some music in. That's why I was like, I was like oh, biology, Ooh, music, and stuff. So yes, and and that leads to a great point about technology. Again, this podcast, I try to involve a lot of things that I'm super interested in. I'm always interested about the future and yeah. like what's on the horizon and stuff. Man, I'm looking at this thing on Netflix about uh, about. Um, childbirth uh, childbirth and and birth control and stuff like that and you know and infertility and that whole sort of concept and i think that in general technological advances have allowed us to sort of push against the goads Mm -hmm. kick against the pricks Mm -hmm. of biology so women in in particular i didn't even know this bro so i learned I learned about freezing eggs a few years ago. Okay. I mean, women freezing their eggs yeah. as they get closer to their you know, 30s or whatever. You're like, man, I need to go freeze my eggs. Invest in that. I didn't realize now that the one procedure that's possible that's actually a bit more effective than freezing eggs is freezing parts of your ovaries. I forget the whole science behind it. It's on Netflix, uh, Sex Explained uh, oh, sort of series. i watched those things. Yeah, 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 So they were talking about how like you can freeze your ovaries and stuff like that. So now it's like... Can I push that whole biological constraint yeah. of getting married? Like man, I really want to get married because I'm 33 and I understand how this whole ovaries and eggs things where I got a limited amount of eggs that's <laughs> going to come out of this body. Yeah. So therefore, so I so now you have technological advances if you can afford it to push it even more and more people are able to afford birth control and all these different sort of technological advances that sort of allows you to move more into uh, into your age Which makes it kind of Tricky Because then it's like When God says You know Marriage is A good thing mm. It starts to We start to wonder Well how is it Like what is it good for Like what are the specifics It used to be a big part of it was child rearing and all that. You need children so they can take care of you in your old age. Well, we got some social security, got retirement funds and plans and stuff like that. And for now, I mean, for now, right, right, right. right, yeah. right. We'll yeah. see how it happens, in you know, when I'm seventy. Yeah. But uh, I say all that to say that there's been a lot of you know social advances and te- technological advances that allow people to sort of push marriage further back. You had a lot more social incentives. A long time ago, just a couple of generations ago, mm-hmm. to have a family, those incentives, I feel like, are dropping in a lot of ways. And it's like, well, I'm a woman. I don't need a man to get a house now. Mm-hmm. I can get a house on my own because I can actually have a job. Women are allowed to—we can talk about you know, equality and pay and all that, but the reality is a lot of women make enough money to get their own house by themselves. Well, then
1: let me ask you this. I think we've graduated— from there so now women don't need men for the financial reason they don't need them to progress in class as as well you don't need a man to actually be somebody in society i'll just make that uh make it as general as possible so do you think that the motive and desire of women to want to be married is now more pure because now i don't need you i just
0: want you yeah i think it's i think yeah so in some sense that is, that's an interesting point it's like yeah But I still think there's that desire. And again, most people are not looking to freeze their eggs or their ovaries. Most people are just like, I'd rather just do it the traditional way. Just knock this mug out of my 20s while everything's good. So, yeah, but I think there is a side of that, that a society in some way wants to see marriage is just becoming more and more of a sort of social add-on versus a social cornerstone. A social like, man, this is the foundation of what I want to build. What I'm doing for the rest of my life. Now it becomes a bit more of as we become more and more individualized, which is not always a bad thing. You know, to, it's that's a whole other conversation of how individuality, the whole, the whole philosophy of individualism, actually, ironically, has its rise from the church and from the Reformation. Um, this idea of being an individual before God, rather than just Church, so like that's actually a church thing that we've it has its roots in, and so we see this individual, um, the emphasis of the individual growing Mm. this want to have that autonomy and still desiring to want to have marriage. I think is a really interesting thing, but even for men, like because we don't have to worry about even though sperm count and all that stuff, like is a real thing you want to consider and all that, but the reality is. Men still have a bit more of a window, and they've always had that bit more of a window mm. to to sort of push things to the edge. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, on average, an older man is going to marry a younger yeah. woman before yeah. an older woman, woman marries a younger man. It yeah. happens; yes. it definitely happens. But yeah. on average, it it doesn't happen. So yeah. what happens is like men are like, ah, well, if I can just get a younger woman, I can like push this thing off, and then find. And so that whole like window of child rearing it's just way more extended for for men
1: there's a lot of stuff that comes in from preferences to just like i mean we could talk about preferences all day like yeah like can we can we talk can we talk about the preferences I'm on on that. the on the guy was
0: pushing people to older marriage oh.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Because preference. people are unwilling to settle. You got Instagram. Yeah, they go to
0: work. You just said the word. What settle?
1: Okay, we don't want them to settle.
0: Okay. No, no, don't no. Try to pull back. Now. Settle down. I'm gonna say. I forgot to say still down. the word settle. <laughs> okay, settle up. I want to settle up. I don't want to settle You're, down. I want to settle up.
1: I, 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 I'll, I, I'll say. I'll say this. In the grand scheme, the way that it was designed. I don't believe that there this it's American, it's a westernized thing that aesthetics is king when it comes to relationships.
0: you think it's Western?
1: is it's, it's, it's new age like this is this is now. like I don't think uh, a thousand years ago they was like, well if she's the fly's honey
0: then i'll make her I my think wife.
1: so why do you think Solomon was oh, like okay but that's you know, privilege be-
0: no he was saying beauty is vain he was he was letting everybody know he said man but a woman who fears the lord he was even back then dudes was t- okay. you know proverbs that wouldn't have, but the ancient you know don't trust a big button a smile that's what that's <laughs> what he was saying in ancient ways if 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 Solomon could come to tw- to to the 1990s he would say don't trust a big button i, wa- I would not but these things change the big butt. i'm that's sure fine. That's fine, but it's still beauty. There's still some type of physical preference that was around. Yeah, but who determines it? Culture, the individual, like, yeah. But there's still the idea that men were like. You got to like what you see. Yeah, granted, there's arranged marriage. So I don't know how all that played out back then, but either way, there right. was a reason My why. My parents got married before they met. Oh.
1: So you, so the people, people in the. If you were to boil it down to one word, why are men not getting married? Why are women not getting married? I think the one word that just comes to my mind is fear. No one wants because marriage, and you know, even though that we can interpret it many different ways, and our definition of marriage has now become a far cry from what God established. We still feel like there's some finality and official essence of marriage that you don't want to squander that opportunity and so I think even like from little things like preference like I don't want to be with an ugly dude why because marriage is final and I have to continue to wake up and see that ugly dude and from a guy is just like all right even with being prepared for marriage I don't want to be unprepared for marriage because I feel like this is a judgment is now a, like, you know, in court, you get a judgment like I have to live with this. And so this idea, even though marriage has become so transient, no one, no one's staying married. Let's, we could talk about that. But this finality to, to, to being stuck with was stuck in an unfortunate situation that does not benefit you.
0: Mm.
1: Now I'm afraid to connect that way. And I think that fear. Is is a healthy fear However, if it keeps you from relationship, marriage being included, then I believe now it's become a crippling thing that we've actually idolized because to be truthful, in essence, no no relationship should stay strong with no intentionality and no effort. Every relationship is going to take effort and intentionality. So I think to avoid marriage because of a fear like, He's not tall enough, so my kids are going to be short. Or uh, I don't think that I can get over some of these habits that she has. When you're thinking about the long run, can this person raise my kids? Can this person stay with me for the long run? I think a lot of the things that we put in the way of marriage, really, I, 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 don't, I don't think they're as excusable as we make them seem, personally. Because every relationship is going to present challenges. And if I were to look... I, let's, let's talk about it Me and I'm you me and you, to me. me and you bro Me and you bro If we were just gonna sit there And say okay Compatibility And yeah. just like From the initial From our initial Beginnings of our relationship We could've
0: walked away From this thing Yeah, And you're talking about How me and you Me and we you first when out, We first started out We were bumping heads We were bumping heads A lot Yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it didn't seem like a, We didn't seem It didn't seem like We had a good future For friendship mm But someone had to... I
0: thought so. You didn't think so. I did. Well, I didn't. I I personally didn't. I'm joking.
1: It was was risk. It's risky. No one wants to risk their time and their heart for a situation where just like, you know, you don't see some compatibility. You see some difficulty. You see some challenge. So I think if you were to knock challenge out the way from whether it be in preference, whether it be in, you know, compatibility, if you got a lot of things off the table, and I don't know what you really got to look for, just see if there's connection, I think connection matters. Like if there's connection or if there's a desire to make it work, then, then I think it can work.
0: See what? Okay. So, and I'll agree. I will add, but so I guess, yeah, I, I appreciate you using us as a, as an example. And I see like, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of beauty on the other side of fear. If you cross over that threshold of fear, then there's a lot of beauty to be had in a, in a, in a friendship. But the reality is, it still would be much easier for me to walk away from you today. If you do something, I can walk away from you today. I don't have to sign no papers. I don't have to get a lawyer. I don't have to worry about a lot. I don't have to explain anything to my family to walk away from Ezekiel. But for Ezekiel to walk away from Kiana,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, there's a whole lot. So I think that there's still that fear of like, man, if I don't get this right, there's a lot that would take place if I... Based, but it's your cultural interpretation of a friendship.
1: Like, mm. I'm sure that there are some instances where like, I'm sure like David and stuff, they dying for, they, people dying <laughs> for each other, dog. Like, man, brotherhood is supposed to be like, for <laughs> real, like, like people should be, this should be like the hood. Like, how you gonna walk away from your bro? Boom, 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 boom. Mm. Like, it's because I feel like our relationship is, uh, can disintegrate and we have the freedom to do so without conscience. I I, I don't think that, I mean, yes, of course. There's an establishment for marriage that's different. It's a unique relationship. But I think if we valued relationships more, we would we would be willing to fight for friendships
0: just as much. You you talking to cancel culture though, bro? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah I'm not, so, this is not popular, bro. I, the cancel culture, Ooh. bro. You can't tell me that those those micro habits don't. I, I'm a firm believer that micro habits always translate into macro <laughs> habits. They translate into bigger habits. So yeah. little things that we've been trained to do on the small side. Mm. Like, I know that it has to have some effect. I ain't got no scholarly journals to prove it sometimes. I don't have any i just I just see it in my own life, and I know for sure that like when you're dealing with a culture that that we've been submerged in of like if somebody does something wrong I can't I'm done You, you can't tell me that does not translate somehow some way into the way that we view friendships and ultimately the long term lifelong friendship of mm-hmm. of marriage
1: i think it's extremely unnatural just out of our flesh alone to lock in with someone and just walk it out with them i i don't want to say unnatural i would say it's not convenient that's yeah. what i would say
0: i would say both it's not natural it's yeah. it, at least and i would even say it's particularly for our, again our culture yeah. I, I feel like it's not our generation it's not natural to be like i've got a problem with that person and I'm gonna I'm gonna confront them not for the sake of trying to terminate them, but, mm. but to try to salvage something. Like mm. when I come to you about a problem, it's not it's not me, you know, trying to bucket you and to end stuff. It's mm. you know, it's more so like I'm coming at you because I see a long term goal for this friendship, mm-hmm. and so my confrontation has reconciliation as the goal. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's natural. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's but I don't think that's and I don't. And, I don't think that's natural. I think that's what makes it so uh the story of Jesus so unnatural to mm. us as well. That mm. the knee jerk reaction, I think, if 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 you consider uh that we offended, that we have this beef with God and there's this there's this confrontation that needs to be had. His confrontation ultimately or, or more primarily is for the purpose of reconciliation. I'm gonna confront mm. you. The cross is a very wow. condemning thing, is it's just like yeah, we can see it as a beautiful thing that reconciled us, but also it's a symbol that something neat something this bad had to happen. This was the confrontation. The cross is a confrontation. Yeah, not just something, your something yeah. happened. This was a confrontation. This is a confrontation. But it was a confrontation. It was a, it was a this is where it's come to. It's come to blows. Wow. It's come to blood because of what's happened. But at the same time, with the goal of of reconciliation. And yeah. so I think that. That's not natural. Mm-hmm. That's a very odd thing. I think for humanity, and I think it's particularly odd for this generation, this era of humanity. Mm-hmm. Again, because cancel, cancel, cancel culture. culture I'm so glad Jesus wasn't born in cancel culture. Jesus, don't cancel me, look. <laughs> oh
1: man, we should have been canceled long ago. Father, yeah,
0: don't cancel me. I have been on two extremes of of cultures when it pertains to marriage. And I think it's, it's I don't want to make excuses. I'll make excuses. It warped me. It damaged me, okay? I've <laughs> it's been okay. Damaged. It's
1: okay, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been damaged. And I think that on one side, I was convinced of mainstream culture that love should be this, like, yeah, Disney type thing It's like once you see that person, like, oh, your eyes light up and you get the butterfly feelings. It was very much about catching a feeling, you know what I'm saying? That vibe is like, oh, my gosh, like, man, I just love this person. And you just get consumed and obsessed with that person. Mm-hmm. And and then they ride off to the sunset and happily ever after. And, you know, we don't see all the arguing and stuff like that or we don't see them. We don't see the everydayness of Cinderella of like,
1: wouldn't have been that you yeah know, exciting. We, we don't so. want
0: to see the arguments, you know. Afterwards, see when she get pregnant and she's like hungry, and you don't feel like going out to get. I just I just went and got you something. You no, got, I got you, babe, I got you, babe. It's cool. Nobody wants to see that. It's not a Disney. Well, movie. we we might have to do one. <laughs> That'd be fun to see. Yeah. So like you don't want to see that. Um, so I fell to that, but then I also think I fell when I came into more conservative evangelical circles. There was this like none of that matters at all, you know what I'm saying it's like yo, it's all about the gospel, and just marry because of the gospel, and it doesn't as man does she love Jesus does she have a pulse? <laughs> what's the problem bro? what you sleep what, what is it the Bible doesn't say anything about anything else you that's all modern age stuff dating and all that stuff that's thats that modern age foolishness of the world does she love Jesus does she have a pulse does she have a womb? But you have a womb. <laughs> be go out here and be fruitful and multiply, my G. I don't know what you're waiting on. And so, like, you know, that's what plays into this, like, what happens is you got people like myself who rush relationships and you get into it and you just like the first thing on your everything is like everything is about marriage in the first like week or two. You know what I'm saying? This is I don't have a problem with the word pursuit. I have a problem with um some of the some of the bags that's been dumped into it, mm-hmm. uh, into pursuit and the word courtship and all that courtship has this, this connotation that it's like, oh, we're not dating, we're courting. Essentially meaning we're not engaged, but we're engaged-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's the vibe. and And what happens is when things don't work out, that breakup. I feel like it feels very different, even if it was only a month or two. It's not even a breakup. It was even if it was a talking session, whatever it may be. I know people who have felt that. I felt that. It's like, this feels different because we were talking about marriage ASAP. And, I and I've, and you know, I've had people who've, who've wanted to push in that direction. And I think I finally kind of come to this realization that I've seen people that I love and I cherish their friendships particularly like you and mm-hmm. you and your wife Jackie and Preston and so forth like I see it I'm like man those people are actually friends mm-hmm. they have problems and stuff I hear about your problems y'all mm-hmm. tell me about your problems so I don't have like a fantasy fake view of what mm-hmm. that friendship is but the, the reality is you can't take it away like you and Kai are homies yeah. like, that's my that's my that's my I, dog
1: but beyond everything bro that is the thing that holds this thing together mm-hmm. I feel like man even with, how did how did Peter get to the point uh, how did Paul get to the point where they're just willing to say you know I I'll die for this person I, I I think that it's this understanding that this is the person that I love this is the person that I love and my friendship with my with my wife is not romantic bro
0: <laughs>
1: it's not romantic like I think that's what people like they feel like man it sparks every day like, you know when you're broke, when you're mad at each other, nobody cute. <laughs> no, nobody cute, man. Like, all this, that's why i be like, people think i be going hard with the whole, oh, the preference thing. Preferences are cool, but when I'm out of town and I need somebody to be with my kids praying over them, I'm not worried about how big her booty is. Because mm. at that, when we're broke, bro, <laughs> big booty don't, <laughs> booty don't pay the bills. Big booty
0: don't pay the bills. It's a tweet. The booty don't pay the
1: bills, (laughs) dog. Tweetable, dog. (laughs) It's tweetable, but but if I know my friend is at home, I know my friend has my kid's best interest. My that's my homie. She'll never like. She she always represent my best interest. Mm. When everything like 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 because we we've been broke, we've been mad at each other. Can I sit down in the same room and then have a talk with my friend? It'd be easy for you to cut off the person that fits your preference. But it'd be hard for you to really disconnect with the person that you're saying, not ask my homie, like how David and Jonathan, like, you know, Peter and G's like, I rock, I rock with you, rock with you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't, I can't see life without, that's when, you know, that's what's so beautiful about marriage, I think. When two people that are different are able to say like, man, I know you know you. I know your past. Not just do, do I know you're – I know you're present with me, and I know how you've disappointed me, but you're my friend. Mm. Like, it has nothing to do with sex. has nothing to do with romance. has everything to do with a commitment to someone that you believe is your friend. Mm. And so for, for for me, like, I think if you're going to wait, I say then, Instead of saying, man, I'm just waiting for the bad one to walk past me, I wish the language was, I- I'm just waiting to develop a-, a friendship that I truly believe in, Yeah. that I-, I feel like I'll ride for, that I'll die for, that, I'll li- that I want to live for, that I can't live my life without. <laughs> And so I love when people like even like me me like people look at me and my wife but specifically me and be like, "Wow, what a man of God Look at the beard
0: look y'all should have saw him without a beard I don't like it. <laughs> I hate
1: you oh, Joe my God I hate when he you cut it off,
0: I said, bro I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but don't do it again.
1: I look like an electric eel. <laughs> I look like Kermit the Frog and it's I like that I like I like the fact that I look like that without a beard. I
0: hated it bro. <laughs> I hate it, bro oh, I, I can't even judge What you look like Years ago without a beard But I saw you do it last year And I hated it I said, please <laughs> Whatever you're doing when We was about to go on tour I said, hey, bro So I was just wondering As we're planning like the palms And stuff like that um, I know you said you got uh, We got two buses here, All that kind of stuff like that um, <laughs> Is your beard gonna be ready? My time the tour starts Because I feel like We're like two weeks away And that mug still <laughs> I hate you, man. Look, I shaved my beard one time to try to impress my wife and try to take it
1: back, to you know, just to reminisce on those days. She said, put it back. (laughs) I don't know where you put it, but go get it back. Bring it back to this house. So, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that my wife loved me. She really did. So she deserved whatever God would mold me to be. Which is the beard. (laughs) It's definitely what God wanted for you, bro. It, it was part of my destiny. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah. So I, I just, I just feel like, man, some things are fleeting, man. But there, there are certain things worth waiting for and chasing after. And if we're coming back to that question, did I wait too long? I think there's a, there is a, a certain level of. Of advantage to be in a position where you you've waited long enough to see everything that shouldn't have been fall to the wayside. You you've waited long enough to see everything that you didn't want. You've waited long long enough to get your heart broken enough. You've waited long enough to pray and not see those prayers answered. I I think it takes me to older people that get their get their degrees later on in life, and the question is. Like you see, when you're a young person, you see that older person in class taking that class with you, um, and then they get that diploma. Chances are that old person that took that class with you is excelling. They do really well. Oh, I know. Oh, and they, appreci- they, way they way appreciate they appreciate that degree when it's all that degree goes on the wall, and so that advantage is now that you've waited, you you've also developed this true. There's going to be a true appreciation when you finally get it, and I never. Even though I got married young, I never do not rush into marriage but value it enough that you're looking for the right thing when it comes and when it does come appreciate it like that person that sat in the class with the 20 year old um, and put it on the wall and appreciate it when it's done that's that's my bit of advice Although, I mean I don't think that anyone can wait too long because you know God's timing is his timing but when when, when it comes you'll be able to appreciate it. No. No.
0: Two. nothing nothing is running from you from from us everything good god intends for you will flow down this river you stand in slow slow pace Pace. don't let them rush you into affairs the triune god never conspired for you to be in one you you are are not a leper Quarantine to the outer fringes of joy. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for this second episode of the Flights and Feelings podcast season one. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. The response for the first one was so amazing. Peaked at number six on the iTunes podcast in religion and spirituality um, and a lot of other categories as well around the world. It's just been amazing how it's been received. I hope to continue it. And so, to do that, what really would help, I hate to ask for it because it sounds so cheesy because everyone does it, but it is what it is. Please subscribe. Please, please subscribe and click like and share. Leave reviews and comments and stuff. It really helps out with the algorithm so other people can find this podcast as well. And of course, Share it with all your friends and family, as you've been doing already, I can tell. Thank y'all so much. I love y'all, I love y'all. Grace be with you. Remember, always fly home.